did and they just lost by the minimum difference, uh, it's easier to like bounce back from that. I just realized if... I was on mute the whole time. Oh, were you talking? <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, let me. We, we have over there mentándonos la madre. Like, I'm over here like, that? I'm like, save it for the pod. And I'm like, these guys are keep going. But uh, let me let me kick it off real quick, and then we'll get back on the conversation. I'm asking questions. We're not. It's like fuck these dudes, man. <laughs> All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Cantina MX Football Podcast, episode three three five. I was on mute the entire time. We're live on Twitter Spaces. We're also on YouTube, so if you want to chat with us, send up some questions, go right over to our YouTube channel at Cantina Football Podcast. We have four teams left. We have also a potential investor in Liga MX, and Marcelo Flores finally makes a decision on who he's going to be representing. Uh, Before I go any further, let's welcome the cast tonight. How are we doing, boys? Hi, man. Good to be here uh, this evening. How are you? Uh, good. Now that I'm not on on mute. Yeah. <laughs> Rookie mistake. Yeah. I'm good. I'm good too, guys. Um, it was a good run for the goats. Um, uh, and I'm I'm. Just right now, I don't want to get my hopes up because I do feel they this is a team they could build upon. But there's a um, <laughs> there's the incertidumbre of what's gonna happen. There's a lot of behind the scenes, a lot of moves that happen sometimes that we don't even realize that because this move happened, how it could affect the club. Uh, for example, when Disney bought Fox and they, you know, Fox Deportes, I think was going to, was going to bid for Chivas TV rights. And so, I mean, not just Fox, uh, who was the other one that acquired Champions League? Yeah, NBC. Yeah. Right. So you have NBC putting all their money because that's expensive and then you have uh fox being bought out and you know disney cut them in half they let go of fox deportes because they own espn so now you have uh you know that she was big tv deal it's it's now it's now gone dude like a fart in the wind because two of the big companies that were they could have bid for it they're they're not you know and so we're kind of back at that, but I would say uh, in directiva, the sense of the directiva of, you know, is Pelaez going to get the boot? What's yeah, going to well, happen, you know? Let's catch everybody up in case they did not watch the matches over the weekend. We had the first leg between Chivas and Atlas, and Chivas ended up losing that match 2-1. to one. Uh, in a somewhat controversial way. And then yesterday was the return leg, and they ended up drawing 1-1. So on aggregate, they lost 3-2. And uh, 
you know, it, it really seemed like a, a different clash between the two teams. You had Guadalajara who were at times looking like the better side, but just really poor on the finishing. And that ended up hurting them in the end. I think like Piojo Alvaro, uh, Alvaro, Alvarado had a, a few chances, especially like 20 seconds into the first match. He should have put that away and it ended up costing us. And you had Atlas who really just took advantage of the situation, took advantage of the defense, exposed Dick Chain and our five-game winning streak and uh, and just put it to a halt. I don't know, Jaime. I'm, I'm going to have to challenge your take on the whole exposed. Atlas is the better team, you know, and just besting them. I wouldn't... I wouldn't say exposed in the fact that they were without, like you, you leave that team without a chance to even tie or beat you. And in that second game, uh, Chivas hit the post twice, you know, and the game did end up in a draw. I do think under different circumstances, who knows? I mean, cause, cause we did see the team get there with, with, um, Two of their best players not at a hundred percent. So I, I do feel like now I have to say this because this was like his um you know Lord Chain's big test, at least that, that he's gonna get judged on this Liguilla game against Atlas. Um you know America just confirmed they just uh, handed over the hot seat to Ortiz. He, of course, did uh, manage to make it to the semis. Yeah. I mean, uh, on the other things, uh, America did things well. Uh, Puebla put up a good fight. Uh, First match was 3-2. But the return leg was just too much for Puebla. And uh, America go through. And, in fact, what's interesting is... All the top four teams made it through, which goes to show that, you know, regular season form ended up being a factor in in all four matches. Uh, We also had, you know, Tigres get through at a very, very tight game between Cruz Azul. Uh, Cruz Azul had the chance to win this one. They hit it off the post at the very last minute. And, you know, that ended up being the man of the match was that with that post. And, And Pachuca, even though San Luis put up a lot of a lot of fight, a lot of goals. Uh, they got through as well. So, top four finish for for the top four teams, and it's going to be between I don't know the best ones that that finish regular uh, in the season. I don't I don't know who's going to win it, but uh, you know, congrats to America and congrats to the the coach uh, securing a, a job. Yeah, um, and I think uh, since we're talking about coaches. Piojo, another semifinal. Um, he was, you know, he, he's been critiqued a lot, and he was not at the game because he had been uh, he had been thrown out in the previous match. Yeah, <laughs> he he must have said something like really flagrant because um, it was a foul, and the referee was going to go to VAR to like make a decision on it, and you know he hadn't made the decision yet, but he already went off on on the referee just for going to VAR. I'm like, damn, bro. Like you don't even know the outcome of the decision. You already like got a red card. Like what the hell? <laughs> That's Piojo for you, right? Can't 
can't keep himself in check, right? But uh, you know, at the end of the day, his team did just just enough to get through. You know, I think I think we kind of had an inkling that this would happen just because Cruz Azul hasn't had the the firepower. But uh, you know, regardless of whether Piojo was on the bench or not, his his team's always you know pretty well prepared. And like Joel said, you know, he he at the very least gets his teams over to the semifinals. He's he's a damn good coach. Yeah, they they really you're gonna see his team get washed. You're not gonna see them get get you know get get this far and then just get completely obliterated. Um, so he's I, don't, I still don't think <laughs> I still don't think he gets credit. Um, a lot of people just see him as a cheerleader. They say all he does is motivate, but uh, you know I, I would say it takes more than that to remain as consistent as he has been. For the past, I don't know what is it, maybe eight years, maybe I'm just going off the top of my head. But you know, yeah, a little longer than that, Juan. Ten? Would you say ten? Probably ten. Yeah. Yeah, and not many coaches can do that. They, that they could stay that relevant, um, and that, not just stay like like you know, are. Uh, but winning, you know, because he, he wins titles as well. What about Atlas? I think they deserve a lot of credit for being the current champion. And so far, uh, a sex successful uh, title defense, at least up till now. Uh, they will be... Uh, who do they play in the, in the semi? They play Tigres. They play America. No, they play Tigres. No, they play Tigres, yeah. Oh, T- that's right. America plays Pachuca. What was I thinking, America? And yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, Tigres did finish higher in the table. Um, but, you know, Atlas had some of the best defense in the league. So, what they do you got? And they, you know, yeah. And, and you have a Gignac, man, that if he, he turns up... He turns up in Trufalo in a game. He could make a, a massive difference. So that remains to be seen as well. Um, but yeah, Pachuca, man. Pachuca, I mean, Atlas been... Those two players they have. Um, Furch has been... He's just been massive for a long time now since he was at Santos. He's been just one of those players that... It, it delivers more often than not. They got that guy Quinones. Oh, that guy's a nightmare. That's the speedster, right? Yeah, guys. He makes our defense look so slow, man. I was just <laughs> it like, look, it looked like men versus boys. That shit was a joke, man. <laughs> that looked like the three of us were playing in the back line, man. Shout out to uh, Sanchito. <laughs> Sanchito texted me during the, the first leg. And he's like, bro, they look so fast. They're making us look really slow. I'm like, yep, yeah. Yeah, and it's only like two dudes. Uh, what's the other guy? I, I, keep... I can't remember the yeah. other guy's name. What, what are they, Ecuadorian? What are these, what are these yeah, guys? Yeah, they're man? from Ecuador, yeah. Well, Jesus, at least, at least one of them is from Ecuador. <laughs> yeah, man, those guys were on another, at another level, man. Uh, Quinones is from Colombia. Okay. Same flag, dude. Just <laughs> tomato, tomato, dude. That's racist. <laughs> it looks the same to me. Anibal Chala is from Ecuador. 
Oh, there you go. See, we're close enough, dude. And uh, Jeremy Marquez is Mexican. Yeah, no, I, I knew that, dude. I mean, the other two guys, <laughs> man. Um, yeah, I was like, um, sorry, I'm. I'll be honest. I didn't watch the the second leg. Um, why was uh, Jimenez subbed out at, at halftime? The goalkeeper for Chivas got injured. Oh, okay. I think he pulled pulled a muscle or something because you don't see it after they blow the whistle. He just drops to the floor. And uh, yeah, because I thought Godinho was erased from the team, and then I did. I was able to watch like highlights and how like in the second half he was the goalkeeper. Like, whoa, what happened here? I thought we kicked him <laughs> to the curb. Yeah, no, not yet. <laughs> we have uh Gudinho who is going to be a free agent, and uh Pumas also announced that Talavera will not be uh staying at Pumas. It looks like a switch. I could see Pumas going after Gudinho and then Tala returning. Why would they Chivas? do a downgrade? That makes no sense. Because they don't like to waste money. What I think well, is interesting. I mean, not waste spend. I should say spend. What I thought waste. was interesting is like um, they both had a different story of, of what happened. You know, Puma said that they made a huge effort to try and, and renegotiate his contract. And Gudinho said that uh, it was not the case. So it's, I don't know. I feel like there was a little bit of like, uh, I mean, Talavera, yeah, Talavera was like, yeah, it's not. They made an effort in the beginning, but then they kind of forgot about me and they don't want to pay me. And no, I, I believe Tala because he's 40 and not that many teams were going to offer him at least a, a favorable contract. Yeah, I could see them uh, wanting to cut his pay. Yeah. To, to stay with the team. And when he said no, they were like, all right, we'll talk about it later. And let the thing expire. <laughs> yeah, and, and, of if, course, and of course, Gudinho. If they do go after Gudinho, he's his, his uh, career is on a bit of a slide there, so he's going to cost less. Yeah, exactly, man. Exactly. Um, I bet you Talavera was trying to renegotiate uh, some Musil in his contract, and they're like, "Nope, <laughs> you're going to have to get that on your own." Yeah, well, I mean, I think she was to use an experienced keeper. Um, Absolutely. I would love to have him. I would love to have him back. Um, he doesn't have to be the starter, but if he's the better player, then so be it. Um, I think uh, experience did play a factor in that matchup between Atlas. If I'm being completely honest, uh, Jimenez left a little bit left to be desired, especially on that first goal uh, in the first game. You know, it's just like the lack of experience there. And uh, I think on the, one of the other goals, it was it was his clearance that caused the issue. So experience does play a factor, and I don't think Chivas have had an experienced goalkeeper since Cota. So it's it's time that you know Chivas reinforce the what is one of the most important positions on the field, and that's the goalkeeper. Whether it's Talavera or somebody else, I don't know, but it, it makes the most logical sense. Well, yeah, and a good keeper, not. You know, he 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 um he will help guide the defense, you know. He 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 helps from the back, organize, you know, yelling at players, you know, if especially if they're like missing their mark or whatnot. 
So with these matchups, guys, um, who do you, who do you have? Atlas Tigres. Man, that's a good one. Uh, that should be entertaining. As as, as uh, Joel was saying about Gignac, right? If he if he uh, if he heats up, he's going to be a menace. But man, the the, the way that uh, Atlas defense was playing, man, they were stingy and they did press the ball pretty well, man. I think. I think a lot of times they force Chivas players into dribbling into, uh, I guess, making bad dribbles, right? Dribbling into the defense or over-dribbling. And uh, they could they could be a, a a real thorn in the side of Tigres, right? And, of course, with the, the speed up top on a counter or on counters, I have a feel, man, I don't know. I'm, I'm liking, I'm kind of liking Atlas for, for this matchup, man. Yeah, it wouldn't be surprised uh, with me. Yeah, it, it certainly wouldn't be surprising for sure. They are the champions. Mm-hmm. And I think Tigres, I'll be honest, uh, towards the end of that Cruz Azul game, they did not look good. No, they didn't. They 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 weren't looking too sturdy there at the end. And uh, Yeah, there were some things that I liked about Atlas. Not the, of course, not the... Uh, the killing of time, but, but, you know, some of the other stuff was, you know, defensively and, and their, their counter strikes were, were pretty solid. Made your lights tremble a little bit. Yeah. Atlas and Tigres in regular season tied one, one, this was the last, uh, last matchup uh, of the season. So it was fairly recent April 30th. So, uh, Atlas was winning that match. And then, uh, Tigres got a last minute penalty. And speaking about penalties, uh, I do want to talk about the controversial decision um, on one of the games where the goalkeeper saved the ball and then they had to retake it. It was the America game. And it was at a very pivotal point of the match um, because at that point, Puello was winning. And, uh, yeah, I mean, America... Got let off the hook there. I don't agree with the decision. Uh, the goalkeeper did have one foot on the line, um, but the referee decided to retake the penalty, and and that's when they scored. And that was pretty much the. What's the rule? It's, it has to be both feet, because if it has, then it counts. Um, I think I think one of yeah one of so the, just... one has to be on the line. We need we need. We need... Only there was a way to check that. <laughs> I, I, re- I remember watching a Champions League. Pretty sure it was a Champions League. Milan versus Juventus. Um, Milan had Dida as their goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. And every, every penalty kick, he must have gone up. He must have taken like two, three steps up. Well, they did the run up to shoot, and he blocked like three of them. And what surprised me the most was, like, the Juve never protested. Damn. And Dida is huge, dude. He's like some massive Sinalbur. He's like a massive six foot five, you know, really tall goalkeeper. And so that dude cutting that much space. He, yeah, it was, it was like, it surprised me because I, I would have thought 
you know, the players would run into to protest or have the, you know, the do-over. And I remember um, Treseguet being asked that same question because he was he was the he was with Juventus at the time. He didn't really like it's almost like he didn't care. They're asking him, "Hey, man, how come you guys didn't protest?" Yeah, you know, I don't know. But- Gentlemen, to, to to answer the question, uh, the defending goalkeeper must have at least part of one foot touching oh. or in line with the goal line. <clears throat> there you go. So it, it it was a valid block then, huh? It, that would that would assume that that would appear so. Yeah, you know my my biggest criticism, you know, whether or not you know he was off the line or not, like. He could have been. He could have been. But it's the inconsistency of that rule being enforced. Because there's games where uh, the goalie does it and the referee doesn't say anything. So I think it's just reinforcing that every single match. Uh, that's when my issue is. Because it just seems kind of convenient for Ahmed. got to get off, you know, the benefit of the doubt. As, as as they've known, you know, to get the benefit of the doubt in many of those situations with the referee. That's all You're I'm going right, to say. But- well, you know, even even if the ref doesn't say anything, I mean, you could protest it, you know, and try to get it to go to bar or just make a big deal about it, at which point you sort of force him to do something because they will get, you know, fined. They can get demoted. True. You know, there are consequences too. And we kind of saw it with the Chivas game where the Chivas player got uh, elbowed Codazo, right to the jaw, and uh, <laughs> the players were protesting that, and because I think they had just given him a yellow, and That's then uh, and then Coca was pretty slick and was trying to sub him out, and the Chivas players were like, you know, protesting that, and and he goes to the bar, and you could see it was a clear, it was a clear uh, super elbow, man. It was, it's pretty bad. That was the red card. That was the red card for the Atlas player. That was Marquez, wasn't it? I don't even know. Yep. <laughs> Jeremy. On the other side, America and Pachuca, the best team in the league, number one versus the, I guess, out of the four, the one that had the least amount of points, America. I wasn't, I wasn't super impressed with Pachuca. Uh, they won, they advanced, they're the number one team, but oh, America's aside from that, uh, gift PK, um, they're playing pretty good ball still, man. They, they, what's their, what's their, uh, streak without losing at right now? Um, I'm not sure. I was looking up, uh, the regular season match between America and Pachuca and Pachuca won that three, one, but that was obviously. A lot earlier in the season, match day six. Was that, was that when they were doing the bed? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah definitely. <laughs> as far as I still America. I still don't get that, man. I, st- I still don't get that reference. If someone does your bed, it seems like something nice. You know, someone made my bed. <laughs> but it's the opposite, you know. I guess to make him fall, I guess. That's, um, that's my guess. To answer your question, uh... It looks like their last loss was against Monterrey in March 
So since then, they haven't tasted defeat. So they're 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 due that's for a one. Good run. They're due for one. Yeah, that's that's a, that's a pretty good or run. Not, or not, man. We've seen Ame amass some impressive. Even Leon, right? When they win like fourteen games, undefeated. No, I've seen Chivas too one time, but it was mostly draws. Where they where they had uh, Ruggeri was the coach. Mm. So uh, man, that would be crazy if Ame just runs with it. Well, hell, when when uh, when Chivas won the last title, didn't didn't we get a bunch of draws to get to the final? <laughs> <laughs> with um, that with, was, Almeida. with Almeida. Yeah, I think I think it wasn't until we uh, we got Tigres in the final that 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 we actually won. But I think <laughs> I think we drew our way into the. Uh... We did. Uh, we we were uh, given the benefit of the doubt because of our, our position in the table. Yeah. Damn. So yeah. Well, I guess you know that's the Mati charm, man. He, he... <laughs> well, I, I like but to nobody, call it the. Uh, nobody remembers like that part. The, no, I, I like. Oh, I like the. Uh, <laughs> I I call it the Remidas touch right there. The Remidas touch for yeah, Mati. Just, oh, right. <laughs> for for Mati, yeah, he he used the, uh, uh, what's his name, Busatich's, uh Way which is figure out how to get through the next round and then finally win it. Oh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, no. I wrote for for the for that game. I, I, yeah, I you know que chinga su madre la América, but you know I I think they're gonna go through and and uh, and match up versus Atlas, man. Yeah, well, you know, I, I know might be uh, might be seen as heretic. I actually, because I was complaining for a couple seasons now, the lack of Mexican coaches. So I'm glad to see someone like, um, wait, is he Mexican? Because they're calling him El Tan Ortiz. Um, now I got to check. Uh, <laughs> I thought uh, you were going to say you were glad to see Dick Chain. Dick Chain? I am, both of them, because they both came in. <laughs> and, you know, both the, the two main teams... Came under similar circumstance. Argentina. And they, he is. Uh, I figured they're calling him Thanos. He's, you know, short and for I think, Italiano. Um, Atas coaches is also from Argentina. Oh, he is. He is, yeah. Yeah, Diego Coca. <sighs> yep. Oh, man. So we only got, we, we only got one Mexican. Uh, Herrera. Del Piojo. Yeah. There you see, man. He's 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 the one, dude. And and he's the <laughs> no, because he he's the one that holds the flag up, dude. Where where everyone talks about Mexican coach sucks or they're not that good. Mm-hmm. And you have this guy, man, season in, season out, handing that, you know, opening up cans of whoop ass, and and he doesn't get that credit. He just he's not getting it. People are writing Larcarmon's nuts for like two good seasons and he hasn't won anything. Here we got this guy, man, constantly taking his teams to semifinals. Doesn't matter how, but he's he hasn't there, you know. Mm-hmm. He hasn't in the big games. And uh it's it's all he's just a motivator or he's he's this, he's that. Uh but it's it's not, man, it's not easy to do what he's doing. So, you guys are saying Atlas America final? I am. 
Yeah, that could that could very well be. But I mean, that would be a really good final. I think for the TV ratings, that'd be the best one. Well, well Tigres, would, Tigres would draw too. So, yeah, Tigres would draw big too. I mean, Pioco Gignac, they kind you know, they're a, they're a team to follow that people like to watch. Um, snap. Speaking about TV ratings. Uh, a big, big blockbuster announcement today was Apollo Global Management and uh, their proposal to offer Liga MX roughly $1.25 billion uh, in exchange for some of their TV rights. They want 20% of the profits from the league. For the next 50 years. Now the number one billion is obviously like the, the big draw here. And the you know it's great for headlines. But if I'm not mistaken you guys brought out the calculator. And that really doesn't break down to that much revenue. But what are no, you guys' thoughts team. on this? Not, not per team. Yeah the 50 year thing is. That seems like way too long. Um, and. But it's two things, not just not just that it's 50 years. The other thing is that it would be a league-wide contract, which uh, we were talking about this, Jaime. We were. And Codazo. Yep. Yeah, we, were, we mentioned that we might eventually see something like that just because of how things are shaping up. Uh, so ultimately, you would have to have Televisa and Teresteca sort of like bend the knee or just agree to it. Or they would might agree to it, but still get the lion's share. Because I believe that happens in La Liga, even though all the teams get like an amount. I believe certain teams get more. But that's the other thing. Will, will the league be united? in allowing a contract like that. It's never happened in the history of Liga MX. They've never been able to have a a bundle. No, but 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 see wait, we have to see the history of Liga MX. So for many because the difference between Liga MX and other leagues is that um other leagues the federation is independent of the of the um of the clubs and with Liga MX the federation is the clubs right so that's 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 you know because it used to be it used to be like it was it was um it was divided into the leagues the federation was divided into boats from the leagues, like, like first, second, third, and even amateur sector. And I think the amateur sector had the most votes. And then ultimately, football became professional. So you have all these teams owned by companies and, and putting all this money, and they own stadiums and whatnot. And they basically just, you know, said, hey, we're this is our league now. <laughs> you know, they just took every, over everything. So that was one of the things. Uh, and then the, the second thing was 
in Mexico for a long time, it was only Televisa. And so Televisa pretty much, they controlled, well, yeah, they pretty much had control of Mexican football. And then the way the broadcasting worked, which changed because they used to be, they used to go to Pumas and be like, we'll give you so much to show this game. You know, that's kind of how it was. And then Colasso helped me here. I think it was like in the early 90s or late 80s or when the Azteca came into the mix. Um, what was their first? Imer, Imervision? Do you guys remember the name? It's not It's not ringing a bell. Um, the, 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 the original name, because it wasn't Teva Azteca. It was, it was like something like Imervision. But I think that was like public. And then they sort of became a private company. And, um, but then they started challenging Televisa, you know, for showing games and, and even showing uh, broadcast of the national team. Imevision. Okay, there you go. Thank you, sir. And so, so then in the past years, we've seen now more, there's, there's Claro, there's uh, Fox. Uh, Yeah, there's all these now. So there's all that competition now. So it's not like before where Televisa could pretty much cherry pick. Now there's other companies, which is what we saw with Chivas getting into that, the whole Chivas TV thing, which was them trying to look for the the sweetest deal, but it backfired. Um, But now they might be getting a, a... good deal now but it cost him a good what what was it four or five years of just being in the wandering through the desert something like that yeah i i don't i don't, I don't think the the idea to have that the the, the uh, chivas app was a bad idea i think the problem was they didn't have the right people developing that thing man no, like but, you but, said the, the the lack of programming was just if, if you put good programming and the games on there, yeah, uh, but see, but see, in Mexico, we're talking about like so Mexico market. So for the for the Mexico market, it was going to be a bad deal, uh, just just because the way the country is. And I, I was seeing the numbers of the amount of people that have access to like, um, like cable TV, or then let alone like internet. So. Maybe in the big cities, of course, but then you got all these small towns and whatnot. So that's where they would lose a lot of ratings and and viewership. All these people that, you know, they can't afford none of that, and they would watch him because Chivas was on open air TV. Yeah. You know, like the the regular, not you don't have to pay for it, and that's that's kind of where Chivas has to be, given their whole people's team. You know, all of a sudden you're gonna, they're gonna be doing like, oh, you need a 5G phone and uh, talk <laughs> internet access. They might as well show up with that shirt. Don't stop being poor <laughs> to <laughs> to announce their app. Uh, so, <laughs> so I do think uh, in in Mexico at least they do have to be, but I do think if they had developed one, it should have been for the like for the U.S. for the people over here. Um, yeah. that, that can pay for that. 
I'm not saying uh, don't don't uh, make it accessible in Max. Maybe, I mean, cheaper. But I do think, like here, I would have paid. I wouldn't have cared if I had to pay more than in Max. But looking at this deal, I mean, it's not a lot of money, right? No, not in the long run. Oh, and you, you, I think you broke it down, right? What it would be per team? If oh, no, that, that was Brother Ron. That was, okay. I'm bad Ron. with numbers, dude. If I break it down, we would be... <laughs> <laughs> Just no. Okay, so it was Brother Ron. Uh, I think he put down something like 1.6, 1.7 million per team. Yeah. Which, in per the year. grand scheme of things? Yeah, no, that's that, that doesn't amount to crap. No. But um, the hopes is, you know, eventually it brings more money. So that's just that's just the partnership, and that's what they would give. And it would be like a 20% stake or whatever. And then they would try to open up contracts, for example, uh, like, like a TV contract in the U.S., TV contract in Europe. So kind of the way they're... they're, they're... The way they're at, they're they're trying to press or or push uh, MLS and in other yeah. countries. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, so that would be added money. So this Apollo would get um, a massive TV deal in the U.S. and then that's more money, and then we're gonna get a sponsor. So it'll be, you know, how they have BBA, so they would land someone else. You know. So yeah. I um, think um, the mistake is. People are thinking that's a $1.2 billion investment over 50 years, but it's not. It's like, here is our, uh, what's that thing that they call in the Indian weddings when you have to like give them the gift? The, the tithing? The, the dowry? The, the dowry. Oh, okay. So this is just a dowry. It's like, here you go. Here's one point, you know, here's a billion dollars. Here's our dowry. Now that we have your attention, we want 20% cut for the next 50 years. 20% from from whatever they feel they could bring in yeah which which would be other other and I think, you know contracts. I think I think honestly um I you know whether it's a good deal or not I, I don't know I'm not in that I think that's someone that um who's that guy that we had on our podcast before Franco uh he, yeah he knows might have to. Walter yeah Walter knows about yeah. all that stuff but uh I know I remember the episode with him he was talking about how they need to get the rights together and sell it as a as a bundle I think what's cool is like we actually have a number now. Like people are actually putting a uh, billion dollars and putting Liga MX next to it, so it's definitely raising some eyebrows. And all, yeah. and obviously it, it it also helps that we did have uh, Necaxa get some investment from Americans, and uh, you know they were evaluated at two hundred million. So um, I feel like people are starting to see the value of Liga MX just because of the numbers that it generates here in the United States, and, and that's good. When on top of that, that's why you have. Like, like this whole MLS Liga MX try to do a tournament, mm-hmm. and that 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 plays into that. See, I kept I kept telling you guys it was a good thing, and I'm getting crucified. I was getting <laughs> crucified, and I kept saying, "Dude, there's money there, man. There's there's a lot of money to be made. You guys are just." <laughs> You guys are blind, man. Like, hey, like I, I don't uh, jump in on that, man. I just sit back for the comadreada, man. I'm like, hey, dude, no, in the pot, you know, I would get, I would get attacked because uh, I'm like, look, how do you see a team like um, Lobos Buap in first division, and then they'll sell the franchise for like 
two million or whatever, and you have you have franchises here in the U.S. and they're gonna open, you know, a team, and they're going for hundred, you know, uh, I I think LAFC went for like one hundred million or a hundred something. It's insane amount of money. Um, so it's like, dude, they're doing a tournament. There's money here. You're just not just because you don't like the teams. I get it, but ultimately, you need money to compete. You need money to to keep your team to invest in the players and the and everything you know um but yeah there's there's um um some more details if there a deal was to get struck it wouldn't take effect until 2026 and uh apollo um for people that don't know them they do have a really good track record they turned the uh 76ers uh, from a franchise valued at $260 million to $2.6 billion in just 10 years. So they have a proven track record. They do. Uh, and then, so it might seem like a long time, but that's only two years after the World Cup right. being hosted in the U.S. That's another thing to keep in mind because then you have to see, um, will it help the sport grow in this country? And I do feel that this country is one of the main targets right here in the U.S. Uh, I, I do think that's that's one of the big draws for Mex. Are you referring to the fan base or the... Uh, yeah, or just... the fan base. No, no, the fan base. Uh, and, and we've seen it. Like, we saw this. They started doing this, like, Euro tours, right? You had Chivas playing against Atletico and... Porto and a couple other teams yeah. they had no no business playing with. What was it when Boy was the coach? Uh Luca is playing Bayer Leverkusen tomorrow. Okay. Huh. When with or without Nacho? I don't know. Is he still the coach? I don't know. I didn't hear anything. <laughs> I, I I don't think they'll cut the cord on him that quickly. They're gonna give him all right. Well, that's, that's they'll, good give, they'll, give him, they'll give him the next tournament, I think. He, he gets next or half. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, okay, so Apollo has that track record. Uh, so, so what you're saying then is uh, the deal has some potential. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think it's just the fact that we're even having this conversation is great. Uh, that they have an offer. And I think they're just, they just see the potential. Like they, they see that, like, you know, they're probably completely unbiased because they don't really know much about soccer. But like the fact that they, they see the numbers. Oh, oh Jaime, I, I wouldn't say they don't know much. I mean, if they're, th- if they're throwing those, that type of cash, they have people that know what's up, you know? Yeah, they're, they're gonna have some. I, maybe, maybe, maybe specify Liga MX. They don't really know Liga MX that well, but I'm sure they're seeing the numbers. Like, yo, these guys are outperforming like Premier League matches and probably, yeah, s- probably some baseball games, probably some NBA games, some NFL games. They might be doing more numbers than that. So obviously, they're catching people's attention, and I think this is good. Um, if they could get the collective rights together, that'd be awesome because you know people outside of North America. Uh, I think they deserve to see Liga Mekis, especially now, you know, now that they're in Liga, you got four teams, a lot of drama going on. You got a coach that looks like Barney Rubble, no neck. 
weekend. You know, I mean, it's just a lot of entertainment, man. It's it really is that that part of Liga MX is what makes it so unique is the entertainment part and and the unpredictability of it. Um, so yeah, I'm excited for that. What's really exciting though is we finally got a decision from Marcelo Flores. He said today that he loves Canada, he loves England, but he is going to choose Mexico and represent Mexico for his entire career. How do we feel about this kid, Marcelo Flores, finally making a decision? Well, I, de- I defer to you to start, if you'd like. Oh, okay, I'll, I'll go quick. Uh, I thought it was a no-brainer, at least for him. Um, just because marketing wise, he, he could, he could, you know, it's, it's, a he would be, he would be like, uh, what, what is it called? He could be marketed in two countries, you know, Mex and the U S. So if, if you were to, you know, if, if you were to make it big, he, he could make way more money just, just being part of Mex. Uh, career-wise, Canada would be like the easier choice because I would say less competition. Um, so I, I do think, I guess like maybe he was trying to do some pressure when he said that he was having doubts or he kind of hinted at it. Yeah. But I, I I wasn't, you know, when they said Tata was, I, I don't blame Tata. People were like, oh, he's going to lose. He's gonna he's gonna why, ruin this one. Yeah, but why you want a player like that? You know, it's just at that point he's just a mercenary. He's gonna, he's just gonna go wherever he gets more money. Yeah. Well, I'll be honest, man. I'm glad that uh, he chose Mexico. I think we're doing him a favor more than he's doing us a favor. Um, he's got an incredible fan base with you know the Mexican. You know, I feel like we just. We, we support our, our players, and we hype them up. We like to gas them up. Uh, he's going to have a lot of fun. He also admitted that, you know, he, he doesn't know, know Spanish that well, and, you know, he feels Mexican, and, you know, he just feels uh, feels like he, he feels it the most. Um, whether or not he'll make it to the World Cup this year, uh, highly unlikely. Isn't there, like, 30 players now? They're trying to like just beef up that panini book, and they say you could call up up to thirty something. They like that. I, I don't. I, I could see him getting thrown in there if uh, there's more than twenty three. Thirty sounds excessive, man. I, I look I, for me. I think uh, Marcelo saying who he wanted, who who he was choosing. Uh, you know, whether it's for marketing reasons or or, or whatever. That that sort of gives um, the the folks in charge uh, that 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 thought of okay the kids committed all right we could we could start you know really focusing on this guy for the future. Um, I I agree with Jaime that he's he's likely not to go to the World Cup, but for me personally, I don't care whether he's the twenty second, twenty sixth, thirtieth player on the roster and they take him to the World Cup to sit there. Nobody ever plays that twenty second player. So, uh, you know, I'm not necessarily worried about it, 
but I think he made the right choice to give confidence to these to these directivos and and uh, and coaches that that may end up running the the uh, the national team. You know, yeah. that, that he's committing to 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 this, right? And again, it sounds like he's developing well enough to where he's gotten a couple call ups for 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 the main team in Arsenal, right? So, you know, let the kid develop, and uh, let's see what he does in, in you know a couple years. I will tell really, you, Canadians really quick, are you said really salty. Plays that twenty second player or twenty third. Well, they do. I, I know. It's, I know. It's just you know. Uh, but, but, was, but but when you're taking cheeky cheeky's Garcia and and <laughs> stuff no, like that, no, no, it reminded me of uh, of, of the Dutch team at the twenty. I think was it 2014 World Cup, and Bengal used that one sub for the goalkeeper. Was that the third keeper? I think it was. Just, he just took him because he was like the PK expert. Yeah, and then he he subs him in right before PKs. <laughs> Yeah, I think that was. I think that was. I think that was the the yeah. I don't know if it was the second one, but I was like, "Who's this dude, man?" It's a bossy move. Oh, Canada's yeah, upset, no, I, man. I don't have an issue with if they. It, I man, I thought years ago they should have when uh, Jonathan dos Santos was uh, a youngster. I thought they probably should have taken him to go along for the ride. Oh, that was messed up. Taking, but, yeah. You we, know, we have such Al Pastor. Such Mexican football, man. Al Pastor has a I hot take. I, re- I think it was, I don't know where I read it because I forget, but I think it was Argentina that would take their under 23 with them to the, of course, they weren't they weren't registered, but I think they would take them and then that's who they would sometimes play scrimmages against. You know what? I think I did hear that too. You hear, yeah, and I was like, damn, that's, that's a man crazy. Imagine being in, in the youth and then 23 and then just kind of living, living through some of that, like seeing the the pressure and some of that stuff, how all that is sort of when it's your turn, it's not new to you. You sort of, you sort of seen how some of these players dealt with it. Good night. Sorry. Uh, Canada's upset. They're saying that, you know, we're going to go farther than Mexico and he's making a huge mistake and we don't want him anyway. I'm on mute again. He did. He muted himself. Oh, sorry. Uh, I was going to say, I was going to say the, the Canadians are really upset right now. Yeah. Is there headlines about it? I haven't even followed up with that. Um, they're basically saying, uh, good riddance, you know, he took advantage of the grassroots program in Canada and now he's going to, you know, (laughs) use that to go and play for another country and screw this over and that how, you know, Canada's on the rise and they're probably going to get farther than Mexico and he wasn't going to make the team anyways, blah, 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 blah. So they're all really upset. Um, welcome to globalized soccer. (laughs) We do have uh, Al Pastor. Let's see what he has to say about this. Al Pastor, you're on the show, man. Welcome. Oh, thank you, guys. I just want to say, uh, in regards to the Marcelo Flores situation, uh, it's also the big positive all the aftershocks that that's going to cause with other dual nationals that are on the fence. If uh, Marcelo Flores does flourish, uh, you know, the directivos can use that as a big plus, you know, 
we managed to convince Marcelo. Uh, he's doing very well. And then we can uh, give you a promising future as well. So I think that's going to be a big plus in the future. There was a lot of uh, players giving him a lot of praise in his IG. Um, you know, Santi Jimenez, obviously, Benjamin Galames, who was getting, you know, death threats every week from Chile. <laughs> and uh, the kid of uh, Loco Abreu. Uh, all, all giving him love and support, and um, Marcelo said something kind of corny. He's like, "Just because you're a little different doesn't mean you're not Mexican." So, you know, it's a little cringe, but uh, everybody on Reddit's man, they're they're losing it, man. And I find it pretty funny. He hasn't made his professional debut yet. I feel like we're hyping him up, like you know how we did Gio and Vela and all these kids. And, and he's like five six. I don't know how tall he is, but what's wrong with being five six, Hoyle? This is more difficult, modern, this is modern football, game. man. You just have to, there. you just have to be that much better. There's not that many players at that height. Like, you have to be really, really good. Um, Nene Beltran. Just, just because it's become very physical, uh, the, the game's just, you know, it's, it's become very physical. So you have like an average height of about. Between five eight, five eleven, then yeah, Beltran, Beltran there, but you know remains to be seen uh, his career. Just very few that we've seen uh, that went on to to flourish. Uh, like where was it, Moncho Morales, and even him in an interview when he was asked if, and he he admitted to it how there was more expectations of him. I think that he will be under a huge magnifying glass, especially if he ends up going to the Nations League this summer. But it's a great opportunity for him uh, to showcase his talent. He's obviously at a really good team over there in England for Arsenal. And, uh, you know, I hope he has a a fruitful career here in Mexico because, you know, that's just how it is, man. We make you a hero one day, and then once you start sucking eggs, oh, your career's going to go down the (laughs) toilet. And uh, not only do you have Mexicans that probably want to see him fail because he doesn't know Spanish as well, he's not fluent in it, but now you have Canada, you know, rooting for his for his down downfall. Man, it's pretty. Oh, he's five five. I was off by one one inch. Him and Nene Beltran are the same height. Then Osorio would not have called him up. <laughs> He's like, there goes my set piece. <laughs> well, there we have it, folks. The three big topics we want to talk about tonight. Um, there's a rumor that is starting to pick up steam. Uh, I know we talked about Mizuta also in the past, but it seems like his move to Negaxa is all but confirmed. Oh. Uh, for those that don't know, uh, Mizuta also does have a stake in the club. He is one of the investors. So for him going to Nikaksa, I mean, that would be just a smart marketing move on his end. That's undercover boss right there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I swear to God. It, like, it's if they know he's the boss. He's going to come in and like everybody's going to be 100% professional because uh, it's also his investment. 
they're playing with. Yes, imagine uh, does the coach tell him what to do? <laughs> <He's>, yeah. <laughs> he he subs himself in or out. Well, not necessarily that, but you know, somebody's <laughs> like not being professional to the full extent, or they're out partying and stuff, or if he notices the. You know, even at the youth level, the coaches are not up to standard. Uh, any little details like oh, that. Oh, with the party, they might hate him, man. Unless he's, <laughs> unless he's like paying for the squirts. He's like, <laughs> those massages on me, dude. <laughs> if we win. <laughs> oh man, I think it'd be I exciting. Mean, look, 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 I, I know we say it as a joke, but. Man, these Mexican teams, that's kind of how they are. And that's kind of what we saw happen to America when when they were in the finals in the first the first run with Solari, right? They threw that massive party. They got uh, exposed. And then we keep hearing all that stuff from Chihuahua. So it's, I don't know if it happens in other leagues, but it seems to be very common in Liga MX. Yeah. I think it'd be great for the league to have him come over here and just put some more eyeballs on Liga MX. And uh, there's also, I saw like a preview of uh, Hugo Sanchez doing an exclusive interview with Benzema, which I thought was really cool. But um, doesn't he have his own show? Um, He might, right? He- yeah, something like Hugo Presents. Yeah, I know in Mexico it's like they have some channels that we don't have access to here. But yeah, it looked like he was, you know, was being promoted and I don't know, it looks like it'd be a really good conversation. Um but who knows? I maybe down the road. I don't know how much influence Jignac has on his fellow um, you know, teammates for the national team, but we might see some more Europeans come to Liam Mekis. Would definitely wouldn't hurt, man. Uh, be nice, be nice to have a uh, a little bit more flavor in the league as well. Not not to say that uh, I, I know I've been one of the ones who's been bitching and moaning about uh, Mexican players not not getting uh, opportunities, but you know may, maybe you cut out a couple of Argentine or or Colombian players out of the league, bring in a few Europeans, learn how to play against some of these bigger players, man. Absolutely. Yeah, it seems like Diego Lainez is uh, on 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 his way to either returning to America or trying to find another team in Europe. But obviously, he's been erased from Real Betis. So we'll see what happens to him. I feel like there's going to be a lot of off-season uh, moves. We are going into the summer, and you know it's going to be a really good window for players to move abroad or players that are abroad to move to uh, other bigger clubs. I'm looking at like Chucky Lozano. I think his time with Napoli is pretty much done. I think so too, but uh, I guess the question is which league does he end up at? Yeah. I feel, I feel like, like, you know, I get it. He's not the biggest guy in the world you know, gets injured a little bit, but I feel like the up and down style of that, of the uh, English league might, might suit him well. I just don't know what, 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 uh, what team he would, he would uh, fall into. 
mid table and under. Yeah. Or uh, if or if he could get into a big club, but yeah, his agent just passed away, so I'm not sure how that works. Oof. He he does he doesn't have EU passport, does he? Uh, he's been there for a while now, man. Because he was in Holland and Napoli. Yeah, but I think but I think you have to be in one country, so like he would have to been like he would have to stay in the same country for that amount of time. Um, he's been there since 2019, so I don't know. Wait, 2019 in in, uh, in Italy and in Napoli, yeah. Oh, he was. Yeah, I don't think he would have to have applied for Italian citizenship. Uh, so I don't think I don't think he has. Because I think Linus has, or he's gonna get it. So I mean that's my only like that would I would say that's the only thing I would say for him not to move back to Max if it would affect that. Um but if he already has it, then yeah, by all means. I would rather see him in America than, you know, train his luck in whatever team. Cause I think I think um I think if Memo would have stayed in Ajaccio, he would have had the French citizenship. Yeah, he just didn't want to play in the second and division. Then, yeah, and he, so, but I think he should have, and then that would have opened more doors for him. Yep. Yeah, I mean, Europe is unforgiving, man. Out there, you're a nobody, so you kind of have to go twice as hard. And I feel like the the mentality falls short with a lot of Mexicans. They they're so comfortable. They're like in their little incubator in Mexico. They know the language They're with their families. And when you take them to another environment where you don't know the language and then the competition around you is a lot better. Uh, you know, it's not, it's not for everybody. Um, but there's, I think Holland is just like the best place to start out at. You look at Edson Alvarez having such a great campaign with Ajax you have uh, Eddie Gutierrez, who, you know, he's been a really good player for, for PSV now. And you've seen players in the past go there and, and kill it. So I always feel like, you know, Holland is should be the stepping stone for everybody uh, going from there and then going to a bigger club or a bigger, bigger league. Well, I think that was a subject, too, with Lainess, right? That he probably should have gone to... Uh, uh, yes. Was it... Yeah. Yes, in, in retrospect. In retrospect, yeah. And, and... No, because they, they, um, what was it? The vice president traveled to Max, and so they, they were willing to pay all this money, and they were, they were doing all of this. So I, I don't know what happened at the club. Maybe a change in leadership or whatnot. So now he no longer was, going to be seen as, as one of their, main players or a player that they were going to focus on, uh. Yeah, I think he should stay. Um, well, not like Betis, but in Europe, because the comfort that he has is that he could go try one more season at any other team from La Liga or any other European country, and if it doesn't work out, uh, Liga Mekis will still take him back with open arms, and then he will still go to a top team uh, as far as like spending wise goes, whether it's America, Tigres, or anything like that. 
So I feel he's already spent all that time there. He has nothing to lose with trying his luck somewhere else in another but European league. Just just being match fit for the World Cup, I would say, is the only thing. Like, Because if you're not getting that many games, then you don't want to go to a tournament and then you're just, you know, I, I don't know how much it could affect them, but... You know, that's that's a lot of lack of playing time that you're getting. I mean, America has a pretty good roster right now. So would he be a guaranteed starter, especially with the form he's coming out? Who will he replace? Uh, Fidalgo or whatever? That kid's a baller, too. Yeah, it'd be embarrassing to go back to America and then be on the bench there, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I feel like that option is always going to be there for him, so at least might as well give it another shot with uh, another team. Maybe Betis wasn't the best choice, but at least uh, he could prove himself that he can perform at that level and uh, have a fresh, clean slate with another European team. We'll have to see where he ends up. Um, as for episode 335, we're pretty much wrapped up on all the topics we want to talk about. You guys have any closing thoughts? Mm, yeah, it's two things. Let's see what happens with this Apollo deal. Um, and then if if that's like the first, uh, hopefully it's not just the only, but there could be other similar deals and we could see a big change in the way League IMX operates um, and hopefully improving, you know, becoming more competitive and having stronger players and then I said Chi hermano uh just see what what's gonna happen with the club because it's you know who knows how the the board or the ownership is gonna react yeah I think uh yeah I'm kind of leaving with that thought as well you know I've been thinking about that a little bit and I still haven't been able to wrap my head around what 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 Chivas should do, right? Whether keep the coach, keep Velas, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty going into into this short off season. Because if I remember correctly, I guess the 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 next season starts a little bit sooner because of Qatar, right? But mm-hmm. um, um, yeah, a lot of uncertainty. So it's going to be an interesting uh, short off season for us Chivas fans. And uh, as far as the games this coming weekend, I'm going to stand by what I said. And I think uh, Pachu- with Pachuca not impressing me at all, I think America goes through. And uh, and I think in a, in a good, uh, really good series here, I think Atlas gets past Joel Stigres. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all for the Atlas-America final. I know it's two teams that I, you know, Chivas are big, biggest rivals, but uh, it'd be a, it'd be a good final to dispute. Um, I will say though, Pachuca finishing in first place and having home field advantage, and then also um, getting the the benefit of the draw if if they do end up tied on global. Uh, I think Pachuca has that. That's going to be a big factor for them getting through to the final. Uh, but we we shall see what happens. But all right, folks, that's episode 335. Let us know 
If there's any pressing topics that we missed out on this week, uh, feel free to reach out to us on Twitter or on YouTube, and we will catch you guys in the next one.